0: small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Hello and welcome to today's show. Today's another solo podcast. This is Denise's opinions. It is not legal advice, HR advice, financial advice, or any other advice that is regulated under law. It is just my opinions. Today's topic, employment trends. Okay, so if you're an employer, you have had the pleasure of seeing a plethora of change in the employment market over the last two or three years. These trends have been cleverly dubbed names like the turnover tsunami, which didn't particularly stick in lieu of the great resignation, which did stick. Then came the great renegotiation, the great reshuffle, the great rethink, which led to boomerang employees and interspersed in there somewhere, quiet quitting, quiet firing and just a couple of weeks ago, the National Observer put out an article stating, we are now in the Great Stay. Okay, so what are they basing it on? And I can't guarantee that that term is going to stick either. So they are basing it actually on statistics. And I believe the statistics came from an ADP poll uh, data that was taken about the quit rate, okay? And of course ADP would have that because they manage payroll. So the quit rate of quarter one, 2023 was 10% less, that's significant, 10% less than quarter one of 2022. It also happened to be 5% less than the prior quarter, which was at the end of 2022. So this does tell us that people are quitting less which they are terming as the great stay. Let's take a look at some of these trends. What might cause an employee to return to a past employer? Earlier this year, I had a family member who did just that. They left a job where they work, where the work varied and was all over the city to work at a job that was in one place. And they also got an opportunity to express their skills by working on Traditional and vintage motors. Now, I must say, the vintage motor piece did actually appeal to them quite a bit. So you can see that there was some plus there. It was also closer to home, so it felt like a win for them. So why did they change? Why wasn't it a win? Well, the top three reasons are probably the reason that, that these are the most common reasons for everyone, and these are the common these are the reasons that they that didn't work. Culture co-workers, negative experience. Okay. Those are among the most common reasons that people, not just boomerang back to businesses, but whether they stay or go from a business. And as a business owner, we have been extremely strapped on finding qualified talent to work in our businesses, particularly if you're a brick and mortar location. I feel like businesses that have remote and hybrid work tend to fare a little bit better because people are still looking very heavily for that type of work. So let's talk about, um, some of the early phases, like in the great resignation, why that happened, you know, it precipitated largely from the pandemic, certain things happened, um, The movement was often about money, but certainly not all of the movement. When the pandemic started easing up and people began returning to jobs that were outside of the house, the labor market became constricted. And this happened for a lot of reasons, supply chain challenges, caregivers, um, many of the, particularly women who had to take care of the kids during the pandemic opted to continue to take care of the kids or they just found it hard to get back into the job market. International travel as well as international students were an issue. I know here in Richmond, King's dominion had a labor shortage because during the summer, most of the people they employed were um, international exchange students. And this was in 2021 when they first started opening back up. Uh, Created another constriction on the labor market and actually the scare of the pandemic, the physical health implications of, of it. People, some people were simply just afraid to go back to in-person work. So how do these factors play into whether an employee stays, goes boomerangs? Um, some of these, some of the factors that play in here have a lot to do with you. You, the employer, us, me, I'm included in there too. And um, and then a few of these don't. So we're going to talk about the couple that don't first. So first of all, changing circumstances, you know, say for instance, I, I know that um, I've recently had the opportunity to start picking up my granddaughter from daycare, which is pretty awesome. But part of that change precipitated because the parents switched jobs, one of the parents switched jobs. Think about it this way. If you are a parent of a a daycare or even school age child, you have to make sure that that child is picked up from daycare on time or school on time and they have proper care afterwards. So if you if one spouse, maybe the breadwinner, the one who earns the most, has a job shift and they can no longer pick them up and then the other person has to, that could change your dynamic on where they want to work. They may want to work closer to where all the action is happening, home and daycare or home and school. Um, so yeah, changing circumstances like that can definitely impact whether somebody stays or goes uh, from a company. Also job market fluctuations, the ones that I just spoke about, uh, every all of that is very unpredictable. You got also AI replacing call centers. That's actually not particularly new and shifts in transportation and logistics. Those are just two examples of how job markets can shift and impact workers outlook on their job. I know that when the economy started being a little bit, um, looking like we were going to go into a, um, uh, recession that I spoke very clearly, transparently to my employees and told them like, hey, this is what we're expecting. You know, these are probably how it's going to impact the company. There may be smaller raises, but, you know, we we don't see a huge impact at this point, but we will keep you updated when it happens or if it happens. One of the employees heard that and in their mind said, I need a more stable job. all of the rest of our employees stayed here but the one employee who interpreted it that way left the company within a few weeks so again job market fluctuations can impact people differently and it's it's some of it is perception and some of it is literally like this is what's going on in the job market so Here are the things that are in your company's control. And we've spoke about these in many other contexts before, creating a positive experience for your your team members, your employees. So if you've had a positive experience with an employer and you decide that your new job isn't good, this could cause you to boomerang back. However, if you are with an employer and you have a positive experience, that could also create, cause you to stay. Okay. Having a supportive work environment, creating great relationships between inner team, you know, across teams, uh, employee to team leader, leader to to their uh, above them, the managers. So creating those opportunities for great relationships there and a supporting environment, being open and honest about your values and your mission and what's important to you. Some of the other things that um, you can do is take a look at compensation and benefits. See if there's a way that you can improve them. And people don't always stay at jobs just simply because of pay. It is becoming more and more consistent with how younger generations view work that pay is not the most important thing. It is important and they realize they need it to live and we should, as employers, provide them great working wages. However, um, it's not the most important thing. Okay. So, some of the things that we've worked on here at DCA to make it a positive experience for our employees. We strive for continuous improvement through um, employee engagement. We do regular feedback sessions, surveys, planned and unplanned touch points. So we have, as a matter of fact, we have a team meeting today. And then we try to foster a work culture that values the employees and promotes a positive atmosphere. Uh, We encourage open communication. We provide opportunities for growth and development. We actually adopted a, a learning management system not too long ago. And while we we're still you know, managing the time to get our, our courses in there, we are doing this to ensure that we have people trained on the things that we need them to be trained on. Recognize and reward achievements um, within the company. We do something called shout-outs pretty regularly on our team's channel so to recognize our, our team members who you know, i done something that's not just in the course of work, but something that's like, wow, that was pretty intuitive. Wow. That was, you know, out of, out of the box thinking. I like that. So we do try to encourage um, the shout outs from our team leaders to our team members. And of course, from me to my team leaders. Uh, this doesn't mean though, that we don't talk about the things that are harder to talk about. There are some tough conversations that need to be had. had. And the thing is that we try to focus on the outcomes that create wins for everybody. And this focuses more on forward motion versus the getting bogged down into the emotions of what's going on. And sometimes that's tough for us to do, but it's important to have those tough conversations and transparent conversations along with all the other positive things, because otherwise, you know, it's kind of Turns out a little bit like social media, where you just see the positive stuff, but not the negative stuff. You got to have a balance, and because those things do happen, and you just need to be uh, willing to address them and talk about them when they do. That's the other thing that we do is we we try to in, encourage work life balance very much. So, you know, we teach our team members how to block their calendars. Our team members actually have semi autonomous schedules. Some are a bit more autonomous than others. You know, when we provide client facing work, there's parameters around, Hey, it has to be in business hours. But beyond that, they, they manage their own schedules and it works out really well. They're very appreciative. I have one team member who (laughs) homeschools her two girls and has an extremely active homeschool agenda. Um, And she wouldn't be able to do that without that flexibility and schedule. And so, and I greatly appreciate her skills and what she brings to the team as well. So the other thing is to maintain strong relationships. I absolutely have the best leaders when it comes to creating trust based relationships, not just with the team members, but also with our clients. And that is extremely important. So bottom line is, You can prevent the boomerang. You can also create the great stay within your own organization. But even despite your best efforts, you may occasionally still experience turnover. That is part of business. And planning for it is also another part of business. So watch for my next Denise's opinions. We are going to talk about planning for attrition. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com contact.